Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Millions of our nation's veterans deal with PTSD every day. VA's PTSD consultation program is easy to use and here to help you treat these veterans. Providers like you can access free consultation with expert clinicians, free continuing education, and free resources to help you assess and treat veterans. To learn more, visit ptsd.va.gov consult. Hey, I'm Blake Gutierrez, and I'm a singer-songwriter from Sydney, Australia. Check out my latest single days, weeks, months, and years on streaming platforms worldwide. You're listening to my good friends Bragg and Curly on the Unfiltered and Undiscovered podcast. Hey there, everyone, and welcome. It's episode 86 of the Unfiltered and Undiscovered podcast, and we've got a full board tonight. As always, please welcome my good friend and my co-host, Tave Bragg, down there in Adelaide, or Braggy, Curly, as we Curly. love to call him. And tonight, we've also got a very special guest co-host, and uh, you may remember this gentleman. We've spoken to him before. Um, He's known as Peter Ross, but we love him as Rossi. So how you going, Rossi, my two co-hosts tonight? Not too bad at all, fellas. Not too bad at all. It's lovely to be here. It is. Braggy, have you recovered? Rossi Rossi is our Glen A. Baker, I feel. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know? Oi. There's a bit of a yeah. feel there, a bit of a look happening too, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No Himalayan hats. No Himalayan hats. <laughs> Curly, I've had a good hey, week. I've got a, I've got a good mate here, Waxy, um, from Rail Motor, my good mate, and he's taken me to the V8s yesterday, which is the first time I've ever been to see him. I'm not much of a car guy, but I really enjoyed the day just hanging with him. So that was fun. Yeah. Talking about sport yeah, things and, and we're no going to the cricket. Called- yeah, they're no longer called V8s, mate. They're called supercars. Oh, they're actually they? a V6. Yeah, oh. but that's all right. It shows your name. For once, I've got more knowledge than you. So have you got over last week? Oh, with our, Dave our last... and Claire? Yeah. No, it was just so good. What a such a lovely guy, you know? And what we had no reason to be nervous, did we? He's just, no, he none, just none whatsoever. No, he's great. But, um, um, and um, yeah, this week on the on the Facebook, I've started the celebration of Graney and Moore. So it's the week of Dave Graney and Carol Claire Moore. So wow. excellent, hey, very um, polished. Last, yeah, they are, and great people. Last week we featured a legend in Dave Gravy, Graney and Claire Gravy. Moore, and tonight's show features an uh, an artist, and um, he's been described by Karen Harding from Couch Magazine. In this way, Blake Kadiris is a rising artist that you absolutely don't want to slip through your fingers. Welcome to the show, Blake Kadiris. How are you, mate? I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. I've just noticed um, you guys all have cool nicknames ending in E. So you guys <laughs> you guys want to call me Blakey for this podcast? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay, Blakey. It's not the first time either. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
So we last spoke with you back in March of this year on episode 56. Today's episode 86. So it's it's only six months in between gigs. So what's been happening? Man, I cannot even tell you what what I was doing in March. Um, That's so long ago. Um, I've done a tour. I've done a whole bunch of shows. I've released a uh, a couple of singles and I've got uh, three more songs to go in this in this EP of sorts that I've, I've been putting out, this body of work. Uh, I've been uh, working a ton and just making hay while the sun shines, um, getting out there and make, playing gigs now that, you know, lockdown's over and we can do what, what we want again. Mm. Absolutely. So um, Rossi was saying before he's known you for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, more, more than a couple of years. Uh, yeah, well, I, th- I think... How old? I just turned twenty nine, and I think yeah, we so, like twelve years ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. I? yeah. Well, you were doing it must have been. Must be around. It was around the time of the Killer Peel EP. Yeah, you would yeah. call me How mental was... on it. What a song, hey! Um, I've yeah. got. I still got a couple of those CDs lying around. Um, <laughs> I, I think I have two. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was because uh, uh, I. Bumped into Blakey the other night. We were saying Star Crazy, which... Uh, oh, it's, it's Blakey. 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 <laughs> I, was, I bumped into Blakey. We were saying Star <laughs> Crazy, and Star Crazy featured two of the other members of Killer Peel. Oh. Uh-huh. And, yeah, so and I, I actually saw Killer Peel play one night, and Blakey stepped into sub for them as well when they were supporting Boys Club. Yeah, Star Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so, yeah, Killer Peel was my high school band that I started with Marcus and Odin from Star Crazy. Uh, and I met them when I was like 13 or something and uh, I was a bass player. I still am, but like I was a bass player and Marcus wanted to start a band badly and uh, he introduced me. He got me, it was all downhill after meeting Marcus. He got me into uh, all the, <laughs> got me into Faster Pussycat, Guns N' Roses, um, all those kinds of bands. And yeah, we started writing our own music and then five years later, four years later, five years later, we put out that little EP four songs um and we did that show at the sando uh that's right rest rest in peace is now a a mini golf course (laughs) two things i remember talking to you that night at the sando and i said to blake you know mate blakey maybe you need to have a plan b and he was convinced you didn't need one and i'm here to say you know what blake i apologize you were right you didn't need one (laughs) oh thanks rusty (laughs) but i was Uh, trying just trying to do the right thing yeah, just yeah. water. Oh, 100%, 100%. It's, it's a tough world. I think uh, the the whole. So reason... still no plan B. Still still no plan B, Blakey. <laughs> no, my. I mean, no. I'm doing my plan A. I'm making money from music. This is my passion. Fuels my passion. I think one of the reasons that my parents haven't been on my back about it um, ever really is a. My mum's a music teacher, so she's quite proud. But also, I found a way to make money out of it, so they're not as from the parental side, they're not as worried about it. Um, yeah, which is cool because you always get like you know that's that that typical, you know, you should be yeah. studying and getting. Mm-hmm. I actually watched Dead Poet Society last night. Have you guys seen that? Yes, yeah. um, it's got well, Robin Williams, brilliant movie. Um, and then there's there's you know the typical parents that just want their kids to be lawyers and and just follow the rules and just do everything the safe way. Um, and I think the fact that I've, I proved mm-hmm. to my parents that I could you know, find a way to make money out of this, this fickle industry, um, 
it was they haven't been breathing yeah. back down my neck trying to get me to get a real job. I got a haircut. I didn't get a real job. Yeah, my observation <laughs> is that Stan, your work ethic, mate. I've seen how hard you've worked for a really long time. That makes all that makes all the difference, doesn't it? It's uh, well, hey, if you find if you want something, I guess I, I always used to say this about uh, people I noticed that just found a way to just get what they wanted out of life. Um, and it's like if you if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way to get it. Mm. Yeah, that's that's true and- for so many people we've talked to, Curly, isn't it? Some people just want something so bad that they'll, you know, they want to go to Nashville and make a record, and so they just freaking go with no backing, nothing, <laughs> yeah, they're just yeah. there and they just make it happen. That's That seems to be a story for a lot of artists. Yeah, Very much so. Um, Blake, last time we spoke to you, we you had released Careless Memories, that um, Duran Duran cover. Yeah. And on the flip side was just a great little acoustic version of what went wrong. Yeah, that's and, yeah. Um, and when during the conversation it came out that uh, your previous band or your band Molly and the Krells had that, and I love that mm-hmm. version of the song by the Molly and the Krells. Yeah. So, but you, you have you put them on hold at the moment? Is that then you're focusing on your solo career? Pretty much. That's that's the best way to put it. Any any other way I describe it would just be the long way around. Um, but we're all still mates out of it. We just wanted to. We just kind of agreed coming out of lockdown that um, we all had different priorities and we're all still mates, and um, uh, which is the best way to, to finish something like that. And it didn't really, I don't know, it didn't really, I didn't feel like a need to make it a public thing. It just was, okay, this, you know how bands kind of make a, a status about it or they make an announcement. Yeah. Yeah. We're calling it a day. It's like, we didn't, didn't need it. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, we're all still yeah. mates. Uh, we're going to uh, had a really wholesome farewell for one of the guitarists because he'd moved to London for work, um, okay. and he's living over there now. And then the week, the night after, actually, was the other guitarist's engagement party. Um, and yeah, it's just good to, that, that we could all be there. And you know, there was usually when bands break up, you assume it's because someone doesn't like something or just the, the foundations have fallen through. Mm. Uh, but it just wasn't anything like that. We're all still good friends and we just kind of agreed that we all had different priorities. Sometimes musical influences or other ideas or relationships just change tack, don't they? You would have mm. seen that a bit, Rossi. Yeah, yeah. well, just with Blakey, I'd noticed that, you know, like when he started jumping from because he's as a bass player he's prodigious you know i know he like he's got that billy sheehan vibe yeah we we're all we've all got we've all got that love of david lee roth right that eat him and smile era david lee roth so when blake started doing acoustic stuff he started yeah going to small bars and just playing acoustic stuff by himself i thought wow that's brave but like it's worked for him so well and yeah that pivot for musicians and, and yeah mick Majew's pivoting at the moment he's doing mm. the, he's doing the mesmerizers he's doing the work with ursula um yeah I, I did, and putting out the boxcar remix. That's right, the boxcar remix, which was extraordinary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we yeah when we, we were listening to that, we're going, wow, yeah. Like <laughs> Mick came down. We just did some shows in Sydney a couple of weeks ago. He's down here, and he were hanging out and doing some shows. We had some good time. But yeah, but that's it. Pivoting, yeah. If you if you don't evolve, you don't change. It's not a good thing. You really need to 
yeah, progress, change, evolve, move on. Otherwise, absolutely. absolutely. Otherwise, you'll end up being the angels, who we don't mind, and they're actually evolving and moving on at the moment too. I'm just telling you. <laughs> so a friend of, a friend of, just to be clear, mate of mine is doing Symphony of Angels with him, and I have to go and see, he's coming to stay with me in a couple of weeks, and I'm not bagging him. Well, was, was it I love that you said I have to go see it. <laughs> yeah, I do actually. <laughs> well, they did a um, the June Rats did a um, uh, one of the cover versions on Triple oh, yeah. J, like a version. They did. Um, Am I ever going to see your face again? And oh, they had really? the two Brewster boys there playing. Oh, that's with sick. Them, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, so Blake, yeah they're, uh, they're cool guys. Yeah. So Blake, yeah. when you put so Special, you, you, sorry. when you do sorry when you do when you go live sorry sorry buddy it's hard nah. with four um, you you just play acoustic that's it or you yeah think, it's it's pretty it's pretty bare bones um, yep. I, I I never really I've seen plenty of uh, players come in with um, the loop the whole looping idea for me is quite sacrilegious it's not really my thing at all it doesn't mm-hmm. really lend anything to to my yeah, I agree. Where, it's where I sit hard in anyway. food web, yeah, it's it's also hard. So I'm not going to take away from the fact that it is a very like it's a it's a skill in itself and it's an art in itself. It's just yeah. not me. Um, no. So I'd, I'd rather just keep it fresh like that, just fresh like one voice, one guitar. Um, yeah. Not even having like a stomp box, like a lot of like the the beachy surf kind of songwriters and stuff. Yeah. Like that's not really where my influences and the people that I'm I'm inspired from come from. So a, it doesn't come naturally to me, and it doesn't really make sense to try and force it into songs and and that kind of stuff. So for me, yeah. like lyrics are always the most important thing, and I've found quite a few songwriters over the years that have really just hit me, um, lyrically hit me in a lot in very sensitive places, as opposed to like the music that I I grew up with, uh, either that I got from my dad or that I got from um, that f- got from Marcus and Odin and stuff like that. Like I found these mm. songwriters where the lyrics were just they just make me, it's like finding music that has never, I've never found music that has make me, made me feel like that before. Yeah. Um, mm. And that was a very, very pivotal moment for me in realizing that maybe I want to do finding a way to like, you know, I, how do I say this? So being a doctor and being a lawyer, uh, to quote Dead Poet Society last night, uh, these are very <laughs> noble pursuits. They need to be done by people, but they're not going to be done by me. And how can I contribute to society? Um, and I'm a musician. I'm going to make music. And my the way I try to live my life is maybe, hopefully maybe, I can have the same impact on some, someone or some people the same way that my favorite songwriters have had an impact on me. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Yeah, that's a good that's a good attitude to have, and it's I think you've got the voice to carry it, but it is, and it's a very personal thing. Just the guy with his acoustic guitar, and people then will really listen to lyrics as well. They won't be, you know, they'll be focused. There's on not that as much noise competing for the yeah yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Conversely, ever... even there's nowhere to hide. That's right. <laughs> yes. There's no one to blame. Yeah, you can't. You can't you blame the cons- drummer every time you make a mistake. <laughs> 
No. Yeah. Would you ever consider... Look over your shoulder, it's not very convincing. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever consider being out the front of a band, though? Um, I actually did it a few weeks ago. A friend of mine does these um, punk shows at Crowbar, and it was a Halloween one, um, and it was all themed, so it was like um, the gig that I did was... It was Good Charlotte and Yellow Card, these like punk band, pop punk bands from the 2000s. Yep. yep. Um, and I was, that was during my latest tour that I did. On top of the tour, I had to memorize these songs. And I was like, look, man, I don't think I can do this. And half of me was also like a bit nervous about not being able to hide behind a guitar on stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, do you reckon I could just learn like one of the bands, like five of the songs instead of 10 of the songs? And he's like, yeah, man, that's cool. No worries. Um, so I did that and got up on stage and it was like, you see videos back and it's like, my friends were like, yeah, by the first, the first two songs, you could tell that like, you've never done this before, but by the third song, like you really eased into it and hmm. um, yeah, made the most of it. Like, uh, I, I don't know, have you guys ever done any fronting, fronting of bands? Not without audience like participation, you, that with, kind of stuff. No, not without hiding behind a guitar. I can do it with that, yeah. but, but just, I just don't know what to do with any other part of my yeah, you know? yeah, and like, see, so if you see photos or you see videos of me, you can tell that I'm really weird about the whole thing, just because I've never done it before. But yeah. there was something so powerful about the moment when you know the work's done for me. These songs are written, and these songs have been around for twenty years, and they've been like yeah. very, very famous songs. Um, but just being able to like uh request something of the audience like some sort of participation and then then get them to join in like it's like it was it's a really powerful feeling to be able to do that and now i can see why a lot of people do like to front bands and have that have that ability yeah that would be an addiction wouldn't it when you get to be like like freddie mercury you got a full wembley and you Mm. whatever you say they say it back to you i just can't imagine yeah exactly that that kind of stuff yeah (laughs) did you do the good charlotte part or the yellow cards part I did the Good Charlotte part. I, I've I've seen Good Charlotte before. Um, it was yeah. more it was more in my friendship circles than Yellow Card was growing up. So I had a sure. bit more exposure to the music. Um, Yellow Card, on the other hand, I it's I just missed that boat. So um, yeah. that was it's as you probably know, it's a lot easier learning songs that you've already heard before as opposed yeah. to songs you've never heard before. Ah, uh, the Madden uh, Brothers, <laughs> songwriters. Yes, yeah. 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 They're catchy. They're catchy. Mm. Yeah, they um, are. Uh, so yeah, uh, that was that was a lot of fun, and then memorize having to memorize the songs and and not stuff up the words in front. And they're very high. They're, they're oddly high register for for male singers for male vocals, mm. uh, which is a good challenge. Absolutely. Uh, so so Blake, last time we spoke to you, Duran Duran, you've put out two songs that um, or two mini songs with a backing thing on on the streaming platforms. The, the first one was It'll Never Happen to Me. Give us a little bit of a background around what that song's all about um, or how so it I, came into existence. Yeah, so I wrote that in an afternoon and I, I remember reading, oh, I think it was, who said this? It must have been Alice Cooper. I'm pretty sure it was Alice Cooper said this in a book. It's like whenever, or maybe, no, I, anyway, I'm paraphrasing. He said something like, if anyone ever says that they wrote a song in 15 minutes, they're lying. It's right. just downright lying. Like you can't, like whether it's like it's been manifesting and marinating and just 
coming to fruition before you actually sit down and get the words out or write the song or whatever. No one ever just writes a song in 15 minutes. Um, and I didn't write this song in 15 minutes, but it kind of just came out of me in a few hours um, the day that the lockdowns were all announced in March 2020. It was a very emotional experience um, for everyone, really. Like lots of people mm-hmm. were going to lose their jobs. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just fell out of me. It just kind of just detailed the the whole the whole craziness that has been had been happening and how mm. no one was ready for it no one really knew how to not it's one of those days for me it's the first worldwide thing that's for all for all of us here our generations you know world war ii was the last time something big happened to the whole world where we all had mm. to, you know, so mm. yeah, we, we, none of us have experienced that. Yeah. No one really, oh, there's a line in it. Um, <coughs> people were just like living, uh, performing with grace under, uh, like disgrace under presser, pressure, really. Yeah. Uh, and it was just no one, it's just, you know, people were just stealing from the elderly, uh, ripping essential uh, supermarket item, grocery items out of old ladies' hands. And yeah, it's just, yeah. it was absolutely mm. abhorrent. Um, was... And and that was, yeah, so the whole song just fell out of me within a few hours and I recorded a cute little thing and put it on Bandcamp. And then eventually I took it to the producer and he was like, yes, this is one of your, this is one of the good songs in this batch. So let's, let's record this properly. Good. All right. So let's uh, check out a little bit of the film clip. Well, we've never been tested We're a generation far too busy Digressing much too civilized To realize that our grip on reality's slipping No world was a great depression Just more inflation and a bunch of infections We've washed our hands of all common sense Instead of washing them in the present tense And we're supposed to be But that ship is quickly sinking for all our panic And it's meant to be the 21st century And not 19 fucking 18 We all said it'll never happen to me Then a country got fucked by the Play. 
righty. So I have to ask, where did the idea for the film clip came from? Um, I am. Film clips have always been tough for me. I'm not really a visual thing, so I was like, "Fuck, what do I do with this song? Like, I need I need to put a film clip to this. Um, I can't af- afford to hire a professional person because they always charge like three thousand dollars and upwards. And yeah. if I'm the only one funding this thing, that's a lot of money. It's not like three thousand dollars split four ways. It's three thousand dollars split one way. So um, I just stuck at my parents' place. They've got a little. Uh, it's not quite, it's just a little under storage thing. It's literally under the kitchen. Um, and I just moved everything out of that. Uh, got my phone on a little holder thing and just filmed it. Did that That's kind of so thing cool. and just tried to, it's a bit, the, the film clip's very literal. Like there's not a lot to think about with it. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you know, you racing, my, racing and yeah, toilet paper. some toilet paper and supplies <laughs> for the apocalypse. Yeah. It's got a bit of a touch of a Twilight Zone episode about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, yeah. I am yet to, uh, so my dad's a big fan of that, that series. I, I'm yet to uh, delve into it, but I just remember there was that Simpsons reference in one of them, I think, where uh, he's in a library. It's like the end of the world or he's got a library or whatever. He picks the book up and then his glasses fall off. And he's like, it's not fair. Famous episode, of, <laughs> famous episode, that role was played by Burgess Meredith, who yeah. is the penguin in Batman and also the trainer in Rocky. Oh, really? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic episode. You should watch it. It's really yeah. good. <laughs> time I'll have to track last, it down. It's no, no I think it's called Time at Last. Time, time at last. last, I think it's called, yeah. Enough time to read. Sadly yeah. not. <laughs> I like the I'll way have to track it read. down. No doubt it's on like some streaming platform somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I like the way you didn't bring the drums we could pick straight up, away. Pick I up liked the DVDs. They came in a bit later. Bucks. That was good. So huh? what was that bragging? Was that bragging? I, said, oh, I, said, I said I liked the way in that song just then, I mean, I don't know if you guys noticed, I like the way you start with the acoustic and the drums come in later. You don't just hit us straight up with it. It's kind yeah. of rules. Yeah. Harmonies come in. That, um, yeah, it's good. I, I always like giving credit where credit's due. Or the arrangement, I basically came to the producer, Antics, with just the one voice, one guitar. And that was the intention yeah. to record it like that. And then he just turned around to me before he started like plugging mics in and stuff. And he's like, look, you've paid for the studio. I have everything here. It would be a shame not to use it. So we just yeah, built yeah. around that like in the moment. Yeah. It was mostly him, but we basically built it around that right before yeah. we started recording. And it's a serious subject, but it's a, it's a jaunty song, you know? It's, it's, a, it's a kind of got the yeah, chords. And... Catchy, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. That's right. But it's a bit of that homemade feel that was happening at the start of COVID as well, you know? Yeah. Because like, like, it got the sense of isolation and all that sort of stuff and you you were in lockdown. It sort of conveyed yeah. that message quite well, I thought. And, yeah, and, thank you. Thank you. And you found a way to put the F-bomb in there, which is always <laughs> good marks from me. Yeah. Someone once explained <laughs> to me the difference between like uh, – Pop music is pop music and rock music is pop music. Is, pop says I love you, and rock says I fucking love you. And <laughs> yeah. so you just throw it in, and it just gives it that that yeah, that so, passion, that yeah, passion. Yeah. Now, now I've noticed. Um, you know, I'm going to talk about your ask about your songwriting a little bit later on because I'm seeing a real maturity with that. But with the, your l- recent release of Days, Weeks, Months, and Years, I, I, I've seen a real strong marketing push 
Has that been something that's been very intentional on your part or is it something that people have got around you and started to work with you to get you more in the forefront? Um, I, I worked with, uh, this is the first time in any of my solo songs I worked with someone uh, in the PR world that helped me out with that and we just sat down and talked about what my goals were, what I wanted to achieve from this and um, and then she set out and did it and just, just went, just hit the road and just contacted all those all those media places that you saw all of us sharing and stuff like that it was it was crazy because it was like every week uh there was like seven new outlets that have like done something whether it's like the press release or they've written in, uh, a review or uh, asked to do an interview with me it was it was very full-on it was great I, I really liked having that um why why if you why? have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this why? a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why, why? good question why not switch to cox internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion if you're treating veterans with PTSD, VA's National Center for PTSD can help. The PTSD Consultation Program offers free expert consultation and resources to providers. We won't ask you to fill out any forms, and we respond to requests within a day. To learn more on this easy-to-use program, visit ptsd.va.gov consult. Again, that's ptsd.va.gov consult that chance to get it all off my chest and yeah. explain it to people. I, I was really uh, aware of, I was really conscious of that. And I noticed that the touring schedule you had was pretty rigorous as well. Like uh, you were actually working very, very hard comparatively speaking, because it's really hard for anyone to, it's very hard for anyone to put a tour together at the moment, you know? Yeah. And oh, tell like, me about it. Like, I, it's, it's, like, oh. Booking a tour and finding new band members are the two shittest jobs out of all shit jobs involved in being a band. I, I... But, you, but you know what, Blakey? This is one of the differences between you and some of the other people we have on. Other people have worked their ass off to be better singers, better guitar players, better songwriters. But it's all that backroom stuff that you fucking do as well, man. I don't know how you yeah you can cope with all that shit. You know, it's, it's amazing. I barely cope, <laughs> if that clears <laughs> it up. Um, October was very... October was very full on. I did the maths on everything. I put it up on a post, but like between like my, 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 uh, all the gigs I did and all the traveling and stuff in, in 31 days, I played 29 shows, traveled yep. over 5,000 Ks. Um, uh, it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, obviously I don't want to do that all the time. It's cool. It's cool to be able to say that, but you know, it's, it's, it's a product of, you know, they say like the being a musician, the whole release cycle and everything, you work in seasons. So there's a season where you, you write music. There's a season where you play, you record the music and there's a season where you play the music and you tour and stuff. So I was in that season where I needed to be playing shows, touring and doing that kind of thing and showing yeah. people that I'm doing things. Where, where did the tour go, Blakey? Uh, I did three shows in... Queensland. So I did uh, two in Brisbane and one in Namba, which is oh, just yeah? a bit north. Um, and that was organized by a friend of mine. He runs a punk booking agency called In the Fast Lane Records. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was 
if it wasn't for him, I probably would have just played one Brisbane show. Uh, but he was just went out of his way to help me out and do that. It was very, um, very apt for that kind of community. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's an absolute legend. I got to meet him in the first show. And um, yeah, so I did uh, Nosferatu Distillery in Brisbane, just outside of the valley in Bowen Hills, which is a new place. It's like a brewery, but it, it sells gin instead of beer. Yep. Um, so while I was playing, or like as I got there, like I just tried to start at the top and just make my way down all the different kinds of gin. <laughs> I didn't get to the end, but you got you, you got to try. Um, and then the next night was in Nambour, playing at a brewery up there. They were all breweries. And then yeah. uh, the last one was Yard Dogs, which is in the valley. But it's a very, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you know Yard Dogs? Yeah, it's, yeah. The, uh, it's out of the people that do brew dog. So they've um, created the new space in the valley here. So Yeah, cool. So it's pretty yeah. cool, though. I haven't been there yet. So it's a good place. Yeah, yeah. It's got, it's got good... Um, it's got a good reputation for food. I've yeah. been told when a bunch of people reached out to me, it's like, oh, you got to try the wings when you get there. I forgot to. <laughs> but um, I was too busy doing pickleback shots um, with the singer from the Flangipanis, which are, uh, are you aware? They're a punk, punk band from there. But Jody That is a there, great name. <laughs> the, yeah, the Flangipanis. That's a great Queensland <laughs> name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. So, so I'm uh, going I'm sorry, just going to. Talk a little bit about your songwriting because you've um, there's a real philosopher becoming apparent in your in your writing. You know whether it's the um, what went wrong song. Then we talk about um, you know especially this latest one, days, weeks, months, and years. So is that um, part? So like Blakey Katiris is he becoming <laughs> the philosopher of our generation? Is that what? Uh, is that part of who you how you see you or is it something more um humbling or just within yourself um are you going to be a protest like singer? I, like to, uh, I don't think i have that i don't think i have that in me there are sometimes things come out of me that are a bit political um and i just have to make sure i'm as well across the subject as possible before i start talking about it otherwise you look like an idiot um but i I don't really want to pigeonhole or like label myself as some something like that. It's kind of just, yeah. this is coming out. This is what's important to me. Mm. Um, and if people see that in me, then that's, that's cool. The same way people are like, who do you sound like? Or what's your style of music? You're like, mm. fuck, I hate answering that question because <laughs> as soon as I tell you, you're not going to see anything else. And it should, it should be about what you get out of it. Not what I am telling you, mm. if that Correct. makes sense. Um, and that's the beauty of art. That's the beauty of music. Um, is it's all subjective, and there's no, there's no right or wrong answer, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I, don't, I guess I, I, I'm trying to steer away from pigeonholing myself and giving myself labels, and just letting people listen to the music and make their own opinion. So is it, it's obviously something you enjoy, songwriting. Yes, it's incredibly. Um, I used to say. Uh, it's therapeutic, it's therapy, music is therapy, but uh, therapy is therapy. Uh, but it, 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 and there is no better substitute than having a professional talk, talk to you about your problems. But uh, it really helps. Music is always going to be there. It's not going to judge you. It's just going to, it's going to talk to you and it's going to tell you what it has to say and you can either 
listen to it, take it on board, or use it to grow. You can you can absorb it and apply it to your own life. And I think that's a very beautiful thing um, to have in to have in your life. And I really enjoy uh, getting out what I want to say into yeah. the world. And as I said yeah. before, hopefully having my music have the same effect on people that my favorite songwriters have on me. Absolutely. I hear from other writers that it's pretty much cathartic and therapeutic at the same time. They yeah, it makes you feel valid and understood to get it out and then to, um, to, to, to perform it for people and have them give you their feedback, whether it be applause or singing the words. Seeing pe- that's mm. a surreal thing. You can't really prepare. Yeah. You can't really prepare yourself for is having, seeing people in the crowd sing your, word, your lyrics back at you. That's weird. Mm. The other thing that you can't really prepare yourself for is having people not like your music and then attack you. <laughs> that's something that is yeah. that's, it's, a bit of, it's a bit of a rite of passage for musicians and you kind of have to just deal with it. If you haven't got haters, mate, you're not doing it properly. <laughs> you know what? I'd rather have people like say to me that they don't like it than, than that. that's even better than if you – like, there's been a couple of times where we've been around with the boys, we're playing someone our song and it's playing and then they just drift off onto another, you know, whole... No, they don't even listen mm. to it, drift off to another conversation. Yeah. I, I'd yeah. rather them listen, yeah. at least if they yeah. at least if they got something bad to say, they you know they're listening to it. But when they just yeah. go, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, fuck. I, I know when Braggy put out, uh, and the Rail Motor boys put out their album this year braggy's on the phone to me he said okay now tell me what you think and i i was of course telling him the songs i like but what what are the ones you don't like i think you know and really almost trying to egg me on to give him some negative feedback because <laughs> you need it yeah absolutely so let's um have you who's got a storm going on in their background i heard a bit of thunder it's probably me sydney. and Rossi. yeah it's sydney. Sydney. It's sydney all right so let's uh yeah. let's put that, the yeah. Let's put the uh, days, week, months, and year on, and we will. I'm sick of working myself to the bone, spending my weekends all alone, keeping myself occupied. Fear of missing out on life I'm gonna break free from this irony I promise you're gonna see more of me Can we talk about all of our hopes and dreams Over strong coffee or a neat whiskey Cause the best nights are ones that no one plans And the best friends are ones that understand That I've been losing track of days, weeks, months and years Fixated on my precious blood, sweat and tears I've been asking tough questions of myself lately Trying to talk less and listen more precisely So bring on another Friday night In someone's backyard or on the city lines Talk about how we should get her back Make new best friends and business plans No ever us, it's just a grain of sand We're gonna feel fucking good until we're fucking sad And the next day through my splitting headache I'm gonna smile to myself and say it's all okay Cause the best nights are ones that no one plans And the best friends are ones that understand That I've been losing track of days, weeks, months and years Fixated on my precious blood, sweat and tears 
You're listening to Braggy and Curly on the Unfiltered and Undiscovered podcast. Yeah, it's a good song. I like that one. It's great. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I'm really happy. So um, my mate, the uh, – what was I saying? I just got spooked by the lightning. Uh, my mate uh, who was in Molly that's moved to London for work was the one that shot that video because uh, that's his okay. job. He's an extremely talented uh, director and um, videographer. Uh, so he he moved to London to work over there because his company were expanding over there. So he's yeah, and that's that was his like, I love you, man. Thanks for all the good memories. Let me let me shoot a music video for you. So oh, he did that. That's so cool. Yeah, that's I recommend, I recognised a couple of heads in the clip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a, it was a wholesome little thing. Uh, so the premise of that song is basically I'm a bit of a workaholic, and especially coming out of yeah. lockdown with um, there was a bit of um. I found this interesting term called financial scarring um, where I was just so um, sick of not sick of being broke really. Uh, So I just came out of lockdown and just started saying yes to everything, every offer that came my way. Um, And it's been quite um, auspicious for me in that way that I can fund all this solo stuff now. Um, But it's uh, so that the premise of that song was, uh, me working too much and you know i'd be it'd be friday night and i'd be on the other i'd be, be in penrith on the other side of sydney uh playing a gig in a restaurant and then you know in a break opening up instagram and looking on my story and seeing all my friends at a party or a gig that i i really wanted to go to but i'd locked in this gig um three months ago and so i have had to commit to it um well yeah you do get tuesday nights off soon yeah, I get Tuesday and Wednesdays back. It's going to be. I mean, it, there's there's pros and cons to it. I, I reckon the whole yeah, the whole Frankie's thing has not really hit me yet. I reckon it's going to hit me a couple of months down the line. Yeah, yeah. Like you've worked really hard, and that's been a big part of the work that, like, the base you've built. Yeah, it's it's kind of like almost like a retainer you've got going. Yeah, basically having a residence. Yeah. Who gets to like? It's a really. It was a one in a million. That's why I kind of. Hell, you know, you want to do it justice. You want to be. I was. I'm so grateful that I got that opportunity to be part of that whole Frankie's thing. Really, yeah. Um, you're a big. Yeah, that was a big part of what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and it was a. It was a big. Um, really helped me grow into myself as a musician and the whole like uh, learning music. And I, there's probably a lot of a lot of work that I I wouldn't have got. A if I wasn't playing in that band and exposed myself to like the, that, you know, people coming through and shit like that. And B, uh, just the constant pressure of having to learn music, music so quickly. And like, you know, there'd be times where, you know, the band we're playing with, like the drum and the guitarist have been doing session music. They're a lot older than me. They've been doing that kind of thing for at least 10 years longer than I have. So there'd be songs that they knew and someone wanted to sing. And I'm like, I've never no, sorry. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, it's like, okay, in the break, can you listen to it and learn it? You're like, uh, yeah, sure. Okay, I'll give it a go. <laughs> and so there's a lot of, there's a lot of that in that kind of band. Just like, have a listen to the song. This is the key. Can you work it out? It's like, oh, all right, I'll try. Um, so there was a lot of that that was really like, you're pushing me into the deep end and, you know, really helped me hone my musicality and train myself yeah, to what I, be able to pick things up quickly. What I find so part of that fake it till you make it. Yeah, 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 and I mean, yeah, you know, I, I yeah, I like the song. There's no way I would have been like there was. There's a moment where you have to decide. Like sometimes you'd be like, guys, this is too difficult for me to learn 
in like 15 minutes, like give me a break. Uh, and you have to make that call. But there, you know, most more often than not, like it's you know you're learning simple songs that mm. you know uh, have been played on radio for decades, so they're not going to be too complex. So you can really like wrap your head around them kind of quickly. Uh, but yeah, there was never any moment where I was like, yeah, I'll do it, I'll be fine. And then it was just like a dog's breakfast. <laughs> like, <laughs> so bragging. Uh, I was going to just say what I like about that last song, and it's, I mean, it's one thing to write a song looking from the inside out, write about someone you love or write about, like the first song we played where you write about the situation that we've all been going through, but to turn and look in the mirror and turn it, the songwriting on yourself, like in that last song, you know, mm. a, a song about yourself and what, what you, you, how you've been working hard and some of the things you're missing, and I think it's really, yeah, it's just a different perspective. Well, you know, not a lot of people don't do that in yeah. songwriting, you know. I enjoy that kind of like, I, what do you call it? I guess like confessional kind of songwriting. Admitting yeah, that's what I'm saying. You do a, look, it's, it's issue or something. Not, not a lot of people can look in the honesty. mirror at themselves and go, oh, you know what, I need to do this. It, it, a lot of people can't do that, and it's it's a it's an asset to it's be able to do. Very important. That, I think. The the irony the irony is the harder you work yourself, the less time you actually have for self reflection, um, yeah. which mm. is a very very important um, part of things and. Um, I've come to realize as well, like I think another gut reaction to me saying uh, yes to everything and always being busy and I see it a lot in my in my mum as well is like I don't like mm. just being in my own thoughts and it's, mm. and it's just having that uncertainty and forcing myself to be in those positions and mm. thinking about my life and making instead of just working hard, working smart. There's a difference between being busy and being productive. Yeah, very much yeah. so. So with that um, storm coming down with you guys, I might try and wrap this up because we're starting to get some patchy internet coming through. So, Blake, what's no next worries. for you? What's happening? What's uh, I've the, got... the next couple of projects? Give us a scoop. A scoop. I December is, is so damn busy. We're like with Frankie's and then um, it is the season, like there's work parties and there's Christmas events and things like that. So I'm being hired for a lot of stuff like that, which is, which is great. Um, I'm, I was actually talking to a friend of mine, we're organizing a weekend. We're going to Adelaide, Sydney, Brisbane and Melbourne, uh, in February next year. And then I've also been, I don't know how much I should say, because it's not hundred percent yet. We've all been in a position where you get excited to say something, you get excited to say something. Yeah, yeah, this is happening. And that falls through because you haven't actually confirmed it. Uh, but I am looking at, at going overseas and playing some shows, um, uh, in, uh, yeah, in uh, going overseas and doing that, it's early days. I've just started reaching out to last month, started reaching out to other artists and venues to try and hook that up. But that'll be in April next year. Look, I've, I've, I've talked to a couple of friends of mine who've been performing. You know, as you know, I know a few old blokes, Blake, Blakey. I know a few old blokes. Uh, and one of them, I was talking to them one, one of them pretty extensively the other night, and he just said his advice for all young performers is to get overseas as soon as they can. Yeah. 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 yeah, don't let this break your hair. Get over there, and they treat you better. Yeah, you you'd kill it. You would kill it. Europe Thanks, would be Russell. great for you. Europe yeah. would be really good for you. I've yeah. been um, I've yeah. been so that's there's that there's that thing in April, and then on top of that, I did I've got a lot of friends. I've got more friends now in London as of recently. Yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of friends in yeah. London, and um, I've got a handful of friends in Cologne and Berlin in Germany as well. Yep. And it's like now I'm in a position where I can actually afford to have a holiday and the past few years as well. Like I'm probably probably going to do that next year. So there's going to be a bit of traveling going on. Yeah. 
Cool. Holiday with a guitar, mate. Yeah. All he needs a guitar. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Just, yeah, that's that's the beauty. It's um, it's 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 more versatile than a piano. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no way. Well, maybe you can what a about a piano around. accordion? <laughs> <laughs> I can just see you with the piano accordion, Blake. See a couple yeah. of those. You know the difference between a piano accordion. You know the difference between a trampoline and a pan- piano accordion. No, Braggy. No, what is it? Normally, you take your shoes off and you jump on a trampoline. <laughs> I made. I used to work at a music show run by Italians. I can't. I can't say that joke there. Uh, you get fired so right. quickly. Did you hear about uh, the so guy who left? Give- <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so Blake, um, where, where do you want um, anyone listening to this who wants to check your you out, check your socials out, check your music out? Where's the best place for them to go? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm mainly more active on Instagram now, um, and as well, I have a website where I put all my shows up. Um, I'm playing a I'm playing a an afternoon cruise with uh, Gyroscope and Body Jar uh, in the in mid March as well, which is organised by Chop Dog Entertainment. They're absolute legends. And uh, most most of my information is on my website or you can track me down on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and maybe in 2023, I'll wrap my head around TikTok. I don't know yet. Depends <laughs> how much time I have. I'll have more free time now that Frankie's is closed. But, you know. uh, I saw an interesting t- – I've, I've been digging my he- my heels into that and yeah. my young fella's girlfriend's just come over from England. And she shot a video cl- – she shot a video shoot of him or a photo shoot of him on the weekend – and in two days, it had 60,000 views on TikTok. Yeah, that's the power of TikTok. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's where you got to, that's where the young folk are now, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the young folks have grown out of Instagram. They've gone to TikTok, mate. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like the first time I looked at TikTok going through, they even have ads on there. Like, I guess it's like duty of care or something. They have ads on there saying, hey, you've been on this for a couple of hours now. Don't you think you should take a break? That's so cool. <laughs> um, that's that. It's like yeah. Instagram, but it's just way more. Just the dopamine uh, fix that you oh, get from it's just so much more it's, intense. It's very in, uh, addictive, isn't it? So, it is yeah. very addictive. Yeah. So we look but forward it's very to that powerful. day. Blake, yeah, Blakey, guys, thanks. Thanks so much for a, having me, guys. Always a pleasure having you on the podcast. Um, if anyone um, loves what you heard tonight, check uh, Blake out. Preferably at his website, go there and all his stuff is there. But you heard it here first. He'll be on TikTok in early 2023. Now I have like... to do it. Now I have to do it. <laughs> Just giving him a bigger workload, Curly. Well done. Yeah, so, well, off. He's got Tuesday, Wednesday. It's off, Ross, he says. So. so if you've enjoyed this episode, please like and um, subscribe wherever you've uh, listened or watched it. Leave a review. We really love that. Blake's music will be added to the unfiltered and undiscovered podcast. Uh, sorry, the playlist, which is on uh, Spotify. Just simply do a search for unfiltered and undiscovered. You'll see that playlist. I think we're about nine hours of music on there now, some Oof. of the stuff that we've featured. So we're also on YouTube, yeah. Facebook, TikTok. And, of course, we have a website too. It's called unfilteredandundiscovered.com. Now, in the words of that amazing band called Modern English, I'm going to sign off with I'll Stop the World and Melt With You. 
Thanks, oh, everyone. Thanks nice. for tuning in. See you, Rossi. Great to have you here. See you, guys. See you, Braggy. See you, Rossi. See you Blakey. See you ciao, later, ciao, guys. ciao. Thanks yeah. for having me. Every now and then, the hand you hold is the hand that holds you down, down, down. You're going down. Every now and then, it leaves you wondering why you went back for another. Hey, I'm Sean Fraser from the Ritzy Kids Hunters. This is Johnny from Rail Motor. Hey, it's Shane from Blind Season. Hey, it's Rob Stanier, and you can check out my music on all the streaming platforms. Check out my latest music on all the streaming sites. Check out my debut album on all streaming platforms. Check out our new debut album. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Music. And you're listening to our friends, Braggy and Curly. My favourite bands from Australia. My two favourite podcasts is Braggy and Curly. Braggy and Curly. On the Unfiltered and Undiscovered Podcast. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. 
Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.